Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhibihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbak ya arhamar rahimin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a gathering by which uh, we get closer to Him, a gathering by which we increase our knowledge and understanding of our deen so that we can love Allah as He should be loved, so that we can love the Prophet as He should be loved, and so that we can love our brothers. And This is our 13th uh, session of Know Thy Enemy, where we're specifically talking about um, uh, the one who... Allah tells us aduwwam mubin is a clear enemy. To, we're, we're studying basically how to protect ourselves because uh, knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is a form of power. So by learning um, these different things, we're able to equip ourselves for war, for battle. Um, and today, uh, another thing is we're getting really close to Ramadan. So my man's is going to be locked up anyway, right? <laughs> so as we get closer to Ramadan, for those who don't know, the prophet told us that in Ramadan, shaitan, the shayateen are locked up. So, uh, you know, we're getting closer to Ramadan. We're going to be ready soon, inshallah ta'ala. Um, but tonight I want to talk about a really, really important um, door that shaitan uses. In the beginning of our series, we talked, Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said there were a number of doors that shaitan tries to come through into the heart. Um, and he started to list a number of those doors, and we were going through those. Um, and today I want to talk about one of those doors that we haven't touched upon at all yet. Uh, Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, وَمِنْ أَبْوَابِهِ الْعَظِيمَ أَتَعَصَّبْ لِلْمَذَاهِبْ وَالْأَهْوَى وَالْحِقْتْ عَلَى الْخَصَمْ وَالنَّذَرْ إِلَيْهِمْ بِعَيْنِ الْإِزْدِرَارِ وَالْإِسْتِحْقَارِ So he says that another major door that shaitan tries to come into our lives and ruin our relationships through and ruin our relationship with Allah through is the door of groupism or asabiyah or tribalism. This is a big one. This is something we really got to talk about because uh, it affects us on levels that we really don't, we really haven't understand that shaitan is playing chess over here and we just like playing checkers. He's talking about groupism. He's talking about a term called asabiyah. And the word asabiyah in Arabic, let me just break this concept down. Like asabiyah is your desire to get angry and fight and defend your people, your crew, your, your, your people. And it's something that the Prophet ﷺ, when the Arabs, they had a lot of this. Especially when the Prophet ﷺ, he came to Medina. When the Prophet ﷺ came to the city of Medina, they were a people of literally bloods and crips. They were separated 
two major groups, the Aus and the Khazraj. Uh, and they were at each other's throats. And the beauty of Islam is that Islam came and said that all of these divisions between you, they don't matter. We need to eliminate that completely. For us, they, they became brothers, and that was the beauty of the deen. Um, the Prophet ﷺ, he specifically said, Laysa minna, laysa minna man da'a ila al-asabiyya. You don't need to be in this masjid. You don't need to be here if you're calling people to asabiyya. Hold up, what is, what is asabiyya? Asabiyya is this like, my people, like, yo, you hear what he said about us? You hear what he said about us? Nah, no way that's happening. And, and that happened. That happened. Inshallah. All right. So, and, 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 and that happened during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Like, it, it, it literally was something that was coming in between the Aus and the Khazraj. And the Prophet Sallallahu came. And what he did is he immediately, immediately did everything he could to remove this type of tribalism and this, this method. The method is owed as, as time. Divide and conquer. Once shaitan gets between us, and I'm start, I start looking for my people in the masjid. Yo, where my African-American heads at up in here? Yo, where y'all at? I'm sitting with y'all. You know, where my Philistines at over here? Where my brothers over here that are such and such mind state? Once we start walking into Islamic spaces thinking like this, it's extremely destructive. It's extremely destructive. And so here's the verse I want to preface all of this on. Because I think a lot of us right now, we're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't really affect me. No, we're going to get real tonight. Allah says in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not let your hatred for a group of people lead you to be unjust. I need you to think about what this is saying. Love and hatred are extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Gang membership is something like growing up in the time of Jahiliyyah, yo, 14, 15, 16, you want to be a part of something. You want to defend something. You want to be able to stand up. Young men, brothers, this is something we really need to think about because this division is something that Shaitan specifically hits us with. That who's my crew? Who do I roll with? Who, like, who's attacking us? How do you hold your hands when you pray, yo? They come up to me after halakha, they're like, Shaykh, how we move our finger? What you say? Like this, like that. I'm like, yo, chill. Chill, we got bigger fish to fry. We got bigger issues to worry about. We got a lot more important stuff than you to be like criticizing, yo, how are your feet? Yo, how, where's your thobe length at, yo? These are important aspects of deen, no doubt, but they're not important enough to split us apart. They're not that important to split us apart. And right now, the rhetoric online towards the young Muslim men, hold up, sister, I'll at these brothers real quick. The rhetoric online towards us is, 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 is real toxic, man. It's real toxic. Do you roll with this shake? Do you not roll with that shake? Do you roll with this group? Do you roll with that group? Extremely toxic rhetoric. And the thing is, like, our nature is we, we want to be a part of something. We want to defend the crew. We want to defend the tribe. Right? But that tribe you need to defend is the Muslims in general. Not sub, sub, some subset that somebody who wants to spread their influence is trying to make you a part of. So look at this verse again. Do not allow your, uh, your hatred, your hatred allow you to, of a group of people, allow you to move away from justice. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, 
your love for something, your people, your type, people who have been through your same struggle, and I'm going to get on this in more detail, that will blind you from the truth. And here's a line I want you to remember. Your love for your loved ones should not be greater than your love of Allah. Hear me out on this. Your love for your loved ones should not be greater than your love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And your hatred for those who you don't like, for whatever reason. And there are justified reasons not to like someone. They did wrong to you. They wronged you. They wronged something. But your hatred for someone should not be greater than your hatred for disobeying Allah. This is what I want us to get. You don't love so much, someone so much, that you love them more than you love Allah. And you don't hate so much, so much, that you hate them more than you hate disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so whenever there is a difference between people, here's the deal. And you're called into that situation. Real talk. You got to put the relationship to the side and decide to stand with Allah. And hopefully people that love you for the sake of Allah will respect you for that. I have people I can call and tell them the situation. Call my man Muhammad. He'd be like, yo, Sada's right. Yo, you wrong, bro. My wife. Yeah, she right, yo. I'm, I'm on her side. I'm like, why don't you stand with the bros, man? Why you ain't rolling with me? Oh, you one of them dudes, right, simp? <laughs> right? These words are the words that are triggering and dividing us. These words are the words literally used to trigger and divide us. I'm trying to stand for truth. I'm trying to stand for what's correct. And so I'm going to share a hadith with you, seriously. The Prophet Sallallahu and, and I don't want to get caught in the side issue. I want you to see the reality of it. The Prophet Sallallahu once someone committed a crime in the community for which there was a, a, a legal punishment for in Islam. And they came and they were all like, you know, he's, a, he's such and such his son. He's such and such his nephew. And the Prophet Sallallahu went on the member. He called everyone together. He went on the member and the Prophet Sallallahu he said, وَأَيْمَ Allah, I swear by God, لَوْ أَنَّ فَاطِمَةً بِنْتَ Muhammad did this action, she would get it too. Meaning, my love for her does not blind me from where me standing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the point here, the point that I'm really trying to drive home for us is that you may have been wronged, okay? You, you may have been wronged by your parents, Right? They did you wrong, objectively. Everyone hears the story, they're like, yo, straight up, they did you wrong. But that doesn't mean every time a, a child comes with an issue about their parents, you're like, yo, I already know I'm with you. Your wife may have did you wrong, Habibi. Maybe she did. But that doesn't mean every time somebody comes with an issue, a marital issue, you're like, I'm with the brother. I already know, bro, I know how it rolls. And sisters, same way. Are you standing just for her because of the affinity of being a female? Are you standing because that's where the truth is? Are you sharing that post because that's where the truth is? Or are you sharing that post just because you're on my team? I told you it was going to get real. But it's important for us to really want to stand on the place of where truth is. And so here's, here's the point. To stand with Allah and not be pulled into the group. You, you're going to have to stand up for someone. You're going to listen to that story and you're going to say, that was wrong. 
You know, it, it, it's narrated that Ibn Abbas, real quick, Ibn Abbas was a great, like, Sahabi of the Prophet Sallallahu Do you know he, it's narrated about him? Whenever a person would come and ask him a question, you know he would lower his gaze? No, you, you don't get it. He didn't want to be influenced by you looking at me. Your color, your this, your that, your status, your that. So you come and ask him a question, and he's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, what's up? And he answers the question. You ever see Lady Justice? Lady Justice, the statue, over in Philly, all over the place. What is, she, what is she holding in her hand? Scales. We'll talk about this in a minute. What is she holding in her hand? And what does she have on her face? A blindfold. And the reason she has a blindfold is because of this. All of us need to be so careful of ourselves that we keep checking our biases. We need to keep checking our biases. Why am I inclined? Who, who do I have beef with that's inclining me to side with whichever side? Check your biases because the people that you love or you hate are influencing how you interact and what side you stand on in other issues. A little deeper. Like cognitively, y'all, we love to place things in boxes. We love, that's our, our brain's natural thing. Like anything you see, you immediately try to categorize that thing. You try to place it somewhere, right? And, and actually, like, if you see, like, an image that's not clear, your brain is searching really deeply, like, how do I place this in the, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. What is this thing? And the brain is just going through all of these data files, like, how do I place this particular item? Here's the thing. Our brain tries to prejudge, which leads to prejudice. And that makes us, hinders us from standing on the side of truth. And so the point I'm trying to make here tonight is that Imam Ghazali, he said, one of the biggest doors that shaitan will use to break us up as a community and to mess you up on your relationship with Allah is that you don't look for truth anymore. You look for who's closest to you, who's on your side. I'm going to stand with them. And you really, we really have to now check our biases. The, the lady justice statue, deep, holding scales. And I'm going to talk about these scales in a minute. She's wearing a blindfold because of our natural inclination to be influenced by what we're seeing and who the person is in front of us. So, so the next time uh, somebody tells you a story, like a situation, for real talk, Tell them, exclude the gender. Tell me party A, party B, yo. Yo, fill me out. Hear me out on this, real talk. The next time somebody, yo, I need you to tell me what's, who's right in this. Be like, all right, tell me the whole thing, but don't tell me the gender of either. Just say party A, party B. See, do you want to stand for justice or do you want to support people who you feel may allow you to get revenge for what you went through? I know it hurts. I know it hurts because... There's, there's trauma I have. And every time I see someone that goes through something that looks like mine, I can get back at my dad by siding with you and your parental issues. Or I can get back at my ex-husband by siding with you in this one, sister. Or I could get back at my children who left me by siding with you, father or mother. Do you feel me? Do you feel me? So, so the lady justice is blind. Because all of us are impacted by these biases, and this is a main way that shaitan pushes us away. How many brothers in here siding with the brothers just because they male? 
How many people liking a post that you know ain't supposed to be liked just because uh, I have an affinity with this person? Or how many of us feel a certain way towards a certain style of person because, oh, this religious person rubbed me the wrong way. That means the rest of y'all religious heads is like that too. What I'm trying to show you is you may have came down sitting and I started to talk about groupism and you're like, oh, I'm woke from now. I'm good. I'm like, you woke back up into it, yo. Your wokeness is back into it. And, and now I hope you realize there's so many wars and battles I'm fighting and I'm actually like, wait, do I actually know where I stand on that? Do I actually know where the truth is on that issue? I really don't. Ooh, maybe I need to reassess that. Uh, let me go through, hand me a Quran, yo. Hand me one of those Qurans. This one right there, mashallah, hand me a Quran. In Surah Al-Qasas, slow, man, slow, slow. Surah Al-Qasas, beautiful story of Musa, alayhi salatu wassalam. وَدَّخَلَ الْمَدِينَةَ عَلَى حِينِ غَفْلَةٍ مِنْ أَحْلِهَا فَوَجَدَ فِيهَا رَجُلَيْنِ يَقْتَتِلَانِ هَذَا مِنْ شِيَتِهِ وَهَذَا مِنْ عَدُوِّهِ Listen to this story. Just a clear example of, of what can happen. Moses grows up in the house of Pharaoh. He's, a, he's from the slave tribe. He's from the slave people, but he grows up with a silver spoon. Chosen boy, special. And he got to see Pharaoh firsthand, and he got to see the oppression of his own people firsthand. And he went through this kind of a, a, a self-awakening where he realizes who he is. He realizes who he is. And at the same time as he realizes his own identity, he also realizes what's happening to people like him. He's also realizing that they're being oppressed and he's watching the oppression that is going on to Bani Israel, his own people, his own cousins, his own people just like him. So as he grows up and he's starting to realize what's happening, this rage is growing inside. And I want to touch the rage because it's the love and the rage that pushes, pushes us away from justice. And you need to learn to direct your, your anger in the right place. Musa is upset and he has every right to be upset. And I want to validate your feeling of upset. First thing first, the wrong that was done to you by such and such religious person was wrong. The wrong that, you, that was done to you by your parents was wrong. But here's the problem. When we see a scale of injustice, our job is to push the other side so the balance is formed, not so that we create another injustice. I hope you feel me. Musa alayhi salatu wassalam. Finally, a moment comes. Musa's walking around the city at a time when most people are laying down resting, midday. And what did he, he came across two people. He comes across two people, fighting one another. One of them was from Pharaoh's people and one of them was his own people. Someone he resonates with. By now you should realize we're not talking about race, race here. We're too woke in this room to be siding with race. We race with other issues. We, 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 we side with other issues. You feel me? So he sees someone from his group. What does it say? He walks over. 
This guy's from the other side. He's filled with rage. He sees the injustice going on. And here's another example of potential injustice. The, the, the perpetuation of the cycle of injustice. Sound like mad woke stuff right there, right? Y'all like that. I got those. He sees the, the perpetuation of this cycle of injustice. So he has to stop it. What does the Quran say this great prophet of, of Allah did? Fawakazahu Musa. Quran says it. He, he hit him. He punched him. Fawakazahu Musa. And what happened? Musa was known to be a very strong man. He died. When, Mu when Musa saw what happened, saw the situation, he says, Hada min amali shaitan. Hada min amali shaitan. This is an action from the devil. I don't even know what side was right in this situation. I don't even know where the truth was. And there's a dead man right there. I know where the historic cycle of injustice has been. But in this situation right in front of me, where was the truth? The story continues. The next day, uh, the, the next day what happens? He woke up the next day like, oh my God, what did I do? I killed him, man. Coincidentally, who does he bump into again? He bumps into the same person arguing with another person. The one from his side, obviously. The other dude was dead. Another person. And he says to this person, Yo, you causing a lot of trouble, man. Now this person thought, oh, he's talking at me. I saw what he did to someone yesterday. So quickly he goes, oh, Musa, don't hit me like you hit the guy yesterday. And the person there is like, oh, now we know who the murderer is. And he runs back to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, now Pharaoh is interesting here because Pharaoh allows this injustice or the rectification of the injustice to be the main focal point. The next time Moses comes with a message, he goes, oh, you're the one that was causing all that fitna. Excuse me, sir? The one who has enslaved my people for generations and used them to do all types of hard things, killed our sons, kept our daughters alive for your own self, you're calling me unjust? You're, you're reminding me of the wrong that I did? I, I bring this story up because it's a beautiful example of true wrongs. He saw wrong. He was filled with anger. But in that situation, now we know that that man that he stood up for had a bit of a, he had issues. He had issues. So my, my question to you, answer these questions. Was, was his rage against the people of Pharaoh justified? In a way, he saw what was going on. But did he get to the bottom of, did he stand did he know what the reality of that situation was quite yet? Not, maybe not. I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example, and this example hits home for me. I'll give you the example of, of, of Al-Hajj Malika Shabazz. Y'all know who that is? Come on, man, who's that? Malcolm X. Malcolm X witnessed something that we could probably never imagine. The, the uh, prejudice, the racism, the, the uh, outright uh, denial of human rights to African-Americans back in the day. 
I mean, he saw the, the worst of it, some of the worst of it. And when he ended up in prison due to being caught in the system of violence and crime and drugs and these things, when he ended up in prison, he had time to reflect and study and learn. And in that moment, he, he, he had his first awakening where he realized his own value. Remember, Shaitan never wants you to know your value. He will keep you in a bad situation because you don't know how precious you are. So he realized how great he was. When he realizes he's a, he's a, he's a king, he's a great man, and it truly he was, when we know who he became and saw who he was, do you know the number of people that have accepted Islam just from this man's life? He was a king, but this king was living the life of a lowly person because he didn't know his own wealth. And this is what Shaitan, his own value, and this is what Shaitan wanted. And a lot of us in this room, we're allowing ourselves to live amongst the dregs of actions of society because you don't know your wealth and your value. But that was the topic we did a few weeks ago. So he goes to prison. His eyes are opened. And what happens inside of his heart, brothers and sisters, he develops a hatred. A hatred for a cycle of injustice against our people, my people. Hatred. And that hatred grows and grows. He becomes more educated. He becomes more eloquent. And when he comes out, when he comes out, that anger is now everywhere to be seen. National television interviews. White man is the devil. I can't, I can't forget the part in the book where a Caucasian woman walks up to him, empathetic and sympathetic towards the, towards the mission of bringing human rights. And she asks him, she's like, I'm sorry for what has happened to y'all. Is there anything I can do to help? You know what he says? Nope. Nope. Keep stepping. Nope, there's nothing you could do. Because at this point, remember the Quran. Do not let your hatred overcome you. Do not let your hatred become the thing that defines you. Here's brothers and sisters. I want you to hear one thing. If there's anyone kicking dawah that is defining you by who you hate, you don't want to associate with that person. You want to associate with those who define you by who you love. You're not going to get what I'm saying, yo. You're not defined by your enemies. Their absence doesn't make you disappear. What defines me is I'm a Muslim and I love everyone in this room. I'm defined by who I love. I'm not defined by who I hate. Malcolm X at this point in his life was defined by who he hated. At that point in his life, he is defined by who he hated. What happens next? By the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Hajj Malika Shabazz goes for Hajj. And he is opened up to the beauty of Islam. He is opened up to the balance of Islam. Here, let's go through this, the scales. Let's look at this from the scale perspective. The early part of his life, he, he witnessed imbalance and oppression. He witnessed imbalance and oppression, and he became awake. And when he woke up, what did he do to the other side of the scale? What did he do to the other side? Talk to me. He pushed it and overcorrected it. He pushed it down. He pushed it down. 
And by the grace of Allah, Rahimahullah, Al-Hajj Malika Shabazz went to Hajj to see what? Balance. To eat next to the plate of a man with fair skin and blue eyes. And, and, and to realize that he, he was on the wrong side of the scales. To realize, sister, don't become the very thing that you hate. Don't become, and I know I'm not supposed to say this. Uh, is Ustada Fatima here? Right. Is she here? Is Ustada Fatima? Okay, cool. I would say if it wasn't politically incorrect, he became a racist. But I'm told you, if you're black, you can't be a racist, right? <laughs> for real, for real. That's that woke stuff. But, but in, in other words, we know he, okay, he didn't like white people. Let's just say it that way. Because racism is an archetype. I got you. I feel you. I'm with y'all. I feel you. But nonetheless, my point is still the same. That he became what he hated before. He became what he hated. And this is what I want us to understand today. Is that one of the major ways that, that shaitan is now playing chess here. Is he's taking this man who has become aware of the injustices. And now making him overcompensate. And create another injustice. Al-Hajj Malika Shabazz, I, I kid you not. He came back aware and realizing he came back a true Muslim. He came back realizing that that was wrong. And within a short time, those shayateen had him killed. They say in the last days of his life, he knew he was a dead man. He chose, I'm going to go out as a shaheed. Black History Month, y'all know I had to drop it. <laughs> I did my part, y'all. <laughs> nah, all jokes aside, man, all jokes aside, the beauty, the beauty in that story is for all of us to witness. As I said, we don't have racism issues. We have other issues that we struggle with. And, 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 and again, I hate to repeat the same thing, but I need us to really take it to home. Your parents did you wrong. That don't mean you, you side with every child that has an issue. That means you still search for the truth. You decide where, where the truth is. Now, this brings us to another conversation that's super important. I've been saying stay with justice, stay with the truth. And it's important for us to understand, all of us in this room, we believe in la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in the Quran in many places about scales. And I think it's so beautiful because Allah tells us, That we sent the prophets with a book and the scales, the balances, as if to tell you, that if you want to create balance in your life, and if you want to be people of balance that create balance in other people's life, you have to connect to the sunnah of the Prophet If you don't, you will make the mistake that my, the, 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 the great uh, role model I have, Malcolm X made. He was intelligent, he was aware of the wrongs, but he wasn't connected to the message of the Prophet yet. And you will make the same mistake. You will truly want to stand up for other sisters, other brothers, other sons, other mothers. You will truly want to stand up for what is truth. But if you don't do it in accordance to what the prophet taught us, you will end up on the wrong side of justice. You will end up pushing the scales down too far on the other side. Allah says in the Quran that I sent down with every prophet a book and scales of justice, scales. Our place that we look for justice, if you've been wrong, 
you turn back to the prophet and find out where's the right at. One time the prophet saw, I said, hear me out on this. One time the prophet saw, I said, he was um, splitting up some, some wealth amongst the companions. And as he was splitting up the wealth, uh, a man came up. He was really rough. He was, he was straight off the street, you could say, a Bedouin. And he said, he said, Ya Muhammad, i'adil. He said, Oh Muhammad, be fair. The Prophet looked at him. Wailak. Wailak. Woe to you. Who, now listen to this statement. I want to hear how you hear it. He says, Men ya'adil illam adil. He says, Who's just if I'm not just? Now, how do you hear that? Do you hear it from a prophet of Allah? Not boasting, but stating a fact. If you can't turn to the prophet and expect justice and fairness from a prophet of God, do you expect to get it anywhere else? Do you expect to get it anywhere else? So the idea here is that we turn back to the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we see justice and, and, and become people of balance through them. Justice, listen to this, hear me out, just to bring this point home. There's a narration that says, it is justice. This is a powerful narration. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, It is justice that holds up. It is justice that holds up the heavens and the earth. And I'll say this. I was talking to a friend about this hadith today. And if, if adal, if justice is what holds up the heavens and the earth, what do you think is going to hold up your family, yo? Justice. Being on the right side of truth. Don't side for no reason. And don't get me wrong. Listen, please understand. When wrong is done, you stand up. The prophet was the first to stand up when someone was wronged. But the trick of shaitan, and that's the point of this class, is that your biases lead you to prejudge and put yourself on a side before you really know where the justice and where Allah wants you to be on this situation. Undoubtedly, when the wrong is done and you know what Allah wants from you, you stand strongly for that. But prior to that, check your bias, know where you stand. So the, the, the next part, subhanAllah, I read something really deep um, that Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, he says, Allahu yansurul dawlatil adala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help advance, move forward. A group of people that are just in kanat kafira, even if they don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا يَنْصُرُوا دَوْلَ الظَّالِمَةِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not help advance, move forward. A nation, a group of people who are unjust, even if they are believers. That speaks hard, that's deep for us because what that is telling us is if you establish justice amongst your people, Ibn Taymiyyah is narrating this narration that goes back to Sahaba, which is saying Allah will help. In our country, subhanAllah, y'all, can I be real? Man, subhanAllah, a lot of our Muslim countries, man, you can't get justice, yo. And we wonder why we're held back, why we're not moving forward. Ibn Taymiyyah said it clear. When justice is established, somebody is wronged, and those wrongs can be addressed, Allah will push that nation forward, even if they don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's heavy. That's deep. That means families that establish justice, regardless of religion, Allah will push them forward. Countries, people, groups of people. And so the, the last question I have for us 
regarding this topic. Uh, we looked at the life of Musa. Uh, we looked at this situation where he just jumped in. We looked at the life of Malcolm X, Al-Hajj Malika Shabazz, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. We saw how a right justified hatred could lead to something. But the premise that the Quran teaches us is we have to be people of justice. My last question for us today, my last question for us today is, have you been perpetuating the cycle of injustice or have you been perpetuating the cycle of justice? That's the question that we have to ha have for ourselves. And uh, so may Allah make us of people that understand this particular trick of shaitan. Uh, Ibn, uh, Imam Ghazali, what does he say? He goes, look, I'm just going to end with this point. He goes, the main door that shaitan uses to come between us is he makes you grab on to your people, your, your cause. I think that's what we would call it today. Your cause. Um, and then he creates an animosity in your heart for the other cause, for the other people, for the other group. Um, and then what happens is you start, he says this, he says, and then you start to look down on that other group. To the brothers, I think it's super important for us to understand that more than ever, we need to be united and understand that we need to be close. And anyone trying to create that groupism, this group for that group, this group for that, versus that group, we need to really push back against that. Um, don't define yourself by who you hate. Define yourself by who you love. May Allah make us of people that, first of all, uh, we don't allow our hatred to push us away from justice, number one. Ameen. May Allah make us of people who when we realize where the truth is, we stand with those people. We stand with those people. We support those people. No matter what the situation causes, we, we support them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be people who unite our community, not people that divide our community, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us, inshallah ta'ala. Um, just a quick announcement uh, um, regarding, there's, a, there's a, a little fundraiser that some of the Qalam students are doing, um, and they wanted me to give a shout out. MashaAllah, they just, uh, they just uh, taped the, the thing onto the wall. Maybe on the sister's side, they may be taping it up on the wall. Uh, we are raising funds. I, I know we've been helping, and MashaAllah, we've been helping our brothers and sisters in Turkey and uh, Syria. Um, MashaAllah, we have to help, right? Um, and uh, continue to help. If you can help in this, we are we put together like um, winter clothes packets and food items for homeless people in, in, in Dallas, and then we go and we give those out. So if you could support that, it would be uh, much appreciated, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all and allow us to stay on the straight path. Nashhadu Allah ilaha illa ant, nastaghfiruk wa atubu ilayk. Subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun alal mursaneen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.